Man, I haven't gotten a note. Oh, no, no, it's still not it. There it is. There it is. All right. So let's see. There you go. Okay, it's everybody's cool. favorite. It's time for the audio. Everybody <laughs> loves it. Everybody needs it. Oh, so many angry comments about the audio check, the weekly thing. Just think of this as kind of our version of you know the first ten minutes of Rogan, which are just like the pre-roll ads. Yeah. Um. We don't even include this in the audio section for people listening. Yeah, it's more reason online. to go to uh, iTunes and Spotify, or not Spotify, uh, Shout Engine right. and uh, Google Play and Stitcher and Podcast Addict. You right. Get us there. I'm just waiting for the uh, ad to finish playing on your phone, so oh, I you, can. Uh, no, oh, no, it skipped to a different video for some. Oh, stuff. okay. That's weird. You can take the phone in your hand if you want. Yeah, I can see. Okay, there it goes. Testing me, testing me, testing me at this general sort of slouch, really bad for my back position. Testing me, testing me, and it stopped playing. Oh my gosh! What is? It does that when the thing falls out. Okay. Oh my gosh! Why? Take the phone in your hand and... Here we go. All right. Now I'm testing me again. Testing me the second time. Testing me the second time. Testing me the second time. So does that sound good? That sounds good. Now you. All right. Testing me... Testing me one time, two times, possibly three. Testing. Let's uh, just let us know uh, if everything is on the up and up, and hopefully we can get this show on the I road. I potted you down. Cool. Go again. Uh, again, testing. Testing. Testing again. One, two. One, two. One, two. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Cool. All right, welcome to RCR podcast number 35. I'm going to close that window. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is number 35. All right, so... Uh, now I need to open another window. Yeah, it gets hot after a while. So, um, yeah, basically... Oh, oh, thank you for the welcomes back and the good, uh, you know, things... Uh, I am Nick, and Brian is on his way back right now. Yep, here I am. Um, basically, uh, anything that happens in the super chat, I'm gonna screenshot so we can come back to it because we have things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, basically, I uh saw some. It's pretty quick, actually. Uh, but I like talking about the movies that I see, just because summer movie season is among my favorite of the year, and uh. Basically, I saw The Incredibles 2, right? And is it better than the first one? No. But also, it's kind of weird in the sense that it's almost like they know that there's this whole Rule 34 community around Elastigirl. Because they spend an inordinate amount of time, like, zooming in on her butt. And it's they've given her an enormous one this time. And so it's just incredibly strange. Uh, the story is 
pretty good. My issue is that Disney and Pixar have this obnoxious trend for something like the past 10 movies of revealing the uh, villain. You don't have to screenshot anymore because now if we do it like this... Oh, nice. Uh, it'll just stay in this window and we can keep scrolling up. So yeah. thank you. I see an NZ and I see uh, five, but we'll continue with yeah. Roman's uh, review. Yeah. Uh, so basically uh, what, ha well, this is no spoilers basically, but what happens in the movie is what happens in all Disney Pixar movies recently, which is that they don't reveal the villain until basically halfway through the movie. And I understand why they do it in the sense that it allows them to focus more on the protagonists and to sort of give them more of an arc so that you're not having to cut over to the villain nefariously doing whatever it is that villains do. But the problem is, is that the villain doesn't really get a, an arc. It all comes in at the last minute. And so basically they reveal the villain halfway through and it's supposed to be some twist and it's... The only time that they've actually gotten this kind of twist right for me was in Red Ralph 1, mm. where the villain isn't a surprise. It's who the villain is that's right. the surprise. But, you know, like who the villain really is. But other than that, it's just kind of a tired trope. But other than that, it was a wonderful movie. And on top of that, it has a wonderful short film that plays in front of it called Bao, uh about an Asian woman and her son who's mm -hmm. a dumpling uh, that's come to life. Right. And so, yeah, that's wonderful. And then the other movie that I saw was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And the thing about it is that so many people have been complaining about this movie. Oh, it's not like really Jurassic Park. And what do you expect? What do you really want when you go to see a Jurassic Park movie? Yeah. You know, uh, I just wanted to see a lot of sneaking around from, you know, dinosaurs uh, where you were trying to avoid them. And, you know, some stuff blowing up and, you know, people being quippy. It's like the way that people get about Star Wars when really you only liked three movies. Uh, yeah. And people, you only really liked the first one, yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, that's the only one everyone can agree upon. Yeah. And that one is almost universally regarded as one of the best, you know, like blockbusters ever made. It's... Mm -hmm eminently rewatchable today mm -hmm. uh this one is the plot stupid of course it's stupid it's it's rock bottom is one of the dumbest plots that i've mm -hmm. like it, they're picking up on the thread of the first jurassic world where okay they we really want to use dinosaurs and give them government or give them, you know, uh, military applications. Even though a dinosaur is the worst thing in the world that you could ever use in a war. Mm -hmm. You know, they're vulnerable to bullets. You know, you have to tell them where to go. The whole, the bad guys, they have this little, uh, you have to point a laser focus at the thing you want it to attack. And if you have laser sights on something, just friggin' shoot them. Why do you gotta yeah. send a dinosaur over there? Right. And it's just... I don't know. From that point, you can't take the the movie defies you to take it seriously. It's just like, please, I want you to try or I dare you. I double dog dare you to even dream of taking me seriously. Right. Um, but as long as you don't take it seriously, it's great. 
And, you know, as long as you don't worry about, oh, no, the legacy of Jurassic Park. It's like, no, yeah. it's the legacy of one movie right. that had one guy who, you know, it's if Spielberg had a better 1993 than most people have had entire lives because mm-hmm. he had Jurassic Park. He won all the Oscars for Schindler's List. And that was all in just one year. Mm-hmm. But with a Jurassic World movie or a Jurassic Park movie, I guess it all depends on what it is exactly you're expecting to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't go there expecting anything great about, you know, the, I don't know. It's my issue with the Purge movies in that, or it's the opposite of the issue that I have with the Purge movies, where Jurassic World, this is all that we can kind of get from it, but I feel like we could get more with the Purge movies. Like, that could be a, a, an anthology series of movies in the sense that I would love to see, you know, a courtroom drama about the Purge, the the effects of the Purge, Ooh. or an intimate uh, family drama about a family rebuilding their lives after the Purge. You know, like a courtroom drama about, you know, we have to decide whether the defendant committed the murder during the Purge or if it was, you know, five minutes after. And it's like 12 uh. angry men, but it's the premise is the Purge. And I don't know. There's so much that you could do with the premise other than making the same movie like four times. And there's another Purge movie, you know, that is coming out, you know, in a few weeks. And I mean, granted, I only saw the first Purge and it's it was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also the amount of suspension of disbelief that it takes for the Purge to even be remotely credible is already, you know, it's it's huge enough already. So, right. you know, what are you really going to... It's just... I don't know. The summer movie season is off to a relatively good start because I loved Solo. I loved Infinity War. Um, strangely enough, I still haven't seen Deadpool 2, so I got to get around to that. But um, I will get around to it at some point. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Incredibles 2, huge thumbs up. Uh, not... I wouldn't put it above the first one, but it's still great. Uh, and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I mean, just don't expect a smart movie, and you're mm. gonna be fine. You're gonna have fun. It's gonna be good. It's great. You know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, so what are you... I mean, Onyx sent right. us a bunch of stuff, and let's see. We, uh, we'll get this in a second. Oh, alright, cool. I just want to get some, uh, talk to some of the Super Chats, but yes... Um, we're going to be doing a thing with Onnit, the uh, the company that you hear on every podcast. Because all right, O N N I T. That's oh. Onnit dot com. Total human optimization program. But uh, some of the guys at Onnit are car guys and have invited us back to Austin. Um, where they have a food truck, and we're going to drive that food truck around Harris Hill Raceway. <laughs> and so that's going to be one of the cars that we film when we come back to Austin. Uh, that's going to be in October. Nice. Um, and then we're also going to have a car meet at the Austin offices on a Saturday, which is in an office park, and no one's going to be there on the weekend. So further news about uh, RCR Austin to as it progresses but now that we have two different windows up uh, hopefully i will not miss a single super chat so here we go uh masters with the double z thank you for five dollars nz he says it's 5 45 a.m here 
Uh, Sorry. I'm drinking Trogue's Perpetual IPA out of the can. Lots of slurping, lots of air going in, miss. It's 5.45 a.m. here in New Zealand. It's snowing. You getting snow? I mean, yeah, it's your winter, but you're getting snow in New Zealand? And it's snowing, and I'm in the dumps, and I'm taking an ATM freeze on impact. I'm taking an at-the-moment freeze on impact. Huh. Freeze on impact. I wonder what freeze on impact means. I have means. no idea. I mean, is that when you go outside and it's cold? Possibly. So thank you for $5. i got to check in with... Uh, uh, Juliet Johnson, who's fasting again. Why? That's what I asked. She's like, she, you know, perfectly a normal sized person. I Better said than that normal again. Sized, you know, healthy yes. looking person. She says she does it to do it. And I got into this thing where I said, are you sure it's not psychological? Something is out of control in your life and you're using food. And then she sent me a link to a Ted talk about wellness and oh. keto and, Oh, uh, it's because it, if you maybe she's trying to get her body to go through ketosis and I... then, you know, it's it's a regulatory thing I, I, similar to why people sort of do cleanses or sort of a detox type thing. Yeah, but I don't really know. Um, she says she's going to fast for a week and a day. Hmm. And I said, are you taking multivitamins? And she said, I mean to. And then I said, you got to drink electrolytes because there's a thing that happens where if you're just drinking water, water doesn't have enough minerals in it, even if it's well water. Uh, And in the case of uh, Juliet, uh, they get rainwater at their farm. Mm. And uh, there's a term for it where you can still dehydrate yourself even if you're drinking tons of water if you have no electrolytes in you. Mm. Essentially salt and potassium and calcium. Hmm. something else magnesium you need like a little bit of all that stuff that you normally get from food just fine but if you're out hiking like i heard a story from a hiker who hiked the at in 2016 who did get dehydrated even though he had tons of water he was out of food and he just sort of went without food for two days had plenty of water to drink but was drinking tons of water and was still thirsty Hmm. And he got so weak and uh, honestly passed out. And he had to get choppered out because he just couldn't walk. And then when he gets to the hospital, they they went three IV bags through him. Hmm. He went through three IV bags and then he was fine. Um, But it's something when you just lose total electrolytes, you go into this like, sorry, I hit the mic. There's a name for it. It's a two, two word name and it's very Latin. Uh, that explains like, yeah, you have plenty of water, but you can't really absorb it correctly. And your nervous system is all out of whack. So um, I've been noticing a lot of through hikers carry uh, little packets of like electrolytes, sometimes powdered Gatorade or just something to dump into your drink. So you can absorb the water and there's more minerals in it. So anyway, I said like, go get some of that stuff. And uh, Juliet did. So, all right, Juliet. Yeah, hopefully uh, it'll be a safe um, fasting. Right, because like you can go like a week and a half without food. Um, and, well, depending on body mass, like me, you, we'd be fine. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was a long answer. So thanks for the $5 New Zealand Master Z's. Thelopius Maximus with $5 American. Thank you. 
Damn, Nick, looks like you lost a few pounds in the last, co- in the last couple months. If so, share your secrets. If not, share secrets anyway. Uh, well, okay, so I started this thing. Basically, I don't like eating. I like having eaten. So uh, to the, for the most part, I do smoothies now for breakfast and lunch where I'm making my own mixes out of sort of kale and uh flaxseed and sometimes coconut water uh or coconut milk mm-hmm. um and just various fruits sometimes it's bananas sometimes red berries doesn't really matter uh walnuts to get some kind of protein in there but uh i just get my sort of uh nutrients in the morning and the afternoon and then with light snacking in between, but also I'm going to the gym way more now mm-hmm. in addition to swimming more mm-hmm. now because I get my nephew in the summer because by virtue of being the uncle who works from home, I'm typically home to watch somebody mm-hmm. who's, even though my mom's retired, she could take him, but he'll be bored out of his mind at my mom's house. So, uh, he's, he comes with me and we go to the pool, the community pool, because I have a membership. And so does he, because I just pretend he lives with me. So, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, I, I start doing laps in the pool. Now, that's when the laps, like, they only have one racing line yeah. for the whole thing. And it's typically being used by this older gentleman who I want to say, if I had to ballpark it, I'd say he was in his 60s. Uh-huh. But this guy is going continuously, nonstop. Stop. He's just going, you know, doing the whole like turning around on his leg and going right back around. And I'm just sort of floating there watching him. And I'm thinking, okay, like after seven or eight level, like he has to get tired soon, (laughs) right? But no, this guy is just all at it. I'm starting to think, you know, he's half fish or something. But literally, that's all I've been doing is eating less of the things that I used to and exercising more. And yesterday it was like kind of a milestone for me because for the first time in six years, I weighed under 190 pounds. Mm. So I'm 188.8. And uh, also I think the other reason I kind of look okay is because I'm wearing black. And so it's very (laughs) uh, flattering on camera with my like badass golden girl shirt. But yeah, it's, that's literally like all I've been doing and it's been working for me for the past two months. I was uh, 207, closer to 210 when we got back from like New Zealand. And I pretty much started the diet right after that because I felt like garbage, like every single day. Mm. Um, My body just felt I just didn't have a lot of energy and you know, in addition, I was kind of in a depression and so I had to get out of it somehow, you know, mm-hmm. I had to sort of release endorphins and I had to, you know, get active somehow. And, uh, yeah, I just started sort of doing, uh, things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there was a question in there if I ever used a pre-workout and I haven't, but you have, and uh, and we mentioned this on a past podcast of just like it's 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 the invincibility star in Mario Bros. No pain at all. Oh, the question was actually if you would ever use pre-workout again. I still have the what what I had was red hot, and it it was a sample pack of two pills. I took one pill. 
and just did like 15 pull-ups <laughs> like with no pain and uh so I got the other one I like I took that one because I needed motivation to get to the gym yeah. and I took it while I was still here at the apartment and then I was just rolling around on the floor texting everybody I'm like okay focus energy go to gym yeah. so I just went in and it was one of the few times I had I was enthusiastic about the weight room because I hate weights um I'd just rather run on the treadmill and do like some bullshit machine stuff. That's really? what I do. I, I just run on the treadmill, do rowing machine. Sometimes I do the chest press just mm -hmm. so to sort of have a, a, a proportional look. Mm -hmm. But I used to, you know, college, high school, I used to like, brum, 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 brum. oh, sorry, uh, with the weights. And yeah. it was kind of, I don't know, you look sort of buff but like i don't want to look like you know a lumbering dude i just want to look yeah. normal i guess i want to go to the weight room but i want someone there because i don't want to be like working out i don't know how the guys work out with weights by themselves like cardio is one thing because you're huffing and puffing and you're just in your own world and that's the world of headphones but the weight room is a more social thing and if you're with somebody else when you're working out you don't want to look like lazy in front of them which is half the reason most uh, like the better rcr uh, episodes are written when nick and i are in the same room he's like well can't slack off in front of nick so yeah and i can't use a similar joke in front of you like there are a number of jokes that i've used before and your memory is longer than mine mm. where you can actually say like noel we've said either that or something like that before mm -hmm. normally with me i'll just write the whole thing and then if a joke sounds familiar to me, I'll put it in quotes into Google and mm -hmm. see if it comes up because sometimes people will quote things. Yeah. This is why I like, I wish regular quotes.com were still up, yeah. but um, I don't know. So we had Deacon Rothschild says in the regular chat, can you answer my question? Uh, I'm, if it's a super chat, I mean, we're going to, uh, we're working our way through it. So a Aiden Williams, I mean, we have them all logged here. Yeah. Um, um you guys uh, with two things, uh, Say Sayed Abid, thank you for four ninety nine. Rubber Woodley, no question. Thank you for a buck, man. Uh Aiden Williams, thank you for five dollars, American. You guys made me start loving something about every car. Love this podcast. Arch. Student, so I put your architectural student? Architectural student, so I put your videos and podcasts on to get get me through studio. Are they all lined up in the same class, kind of doing something, and uh, the professor is just sort of whatever, walking around, and you just sort of do your own thing? Yeah. I mean... I had like a computer class. No, I had business writing, but we had to make a website. It's 2002. We're going to use Microsoft front page. Yes. This is what... <laughs> hypertext markup language <laughs> but this is called WYSIWYG what you see is what you get <laughs> so I made a website you're gonna I'm issuing all you three and a half floppy you're gonna this will you will normally you'd save it to an FTP client 
But right now, see, our professor was a woman. I don't know why it's being Harold right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just they're saving it to the disc. Don't save it to the internet because it won't go anywhere. You lose all your files. If I close my eyes, I can. It, it, it can be a woman too, which is kind of like the point with Harold. Well, not the point. But. I gotta say, I worked for Rodale Press and made this. We got Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, and that guy uh, who asked if we could answer his question, it was about whether you'd be interested in reviewing a sim racing setup. Oh, I saw that uh, super chat go by. Oh, it's, super, oh yeah. yeah, we oh, have yeah, we have both here. So uh, I can see all the super chats, even though they disappear uh, from your end. I now have them all cataloged here. Yeah. So thank you, Adian Williams. I have to call my dad clicked. Oh, gotta go back. Oh, Von. Uh, oh, that one. Robbie Steinmetz. Thank you for $15. Thank you. Wish I could stay for the whole podcast, but I just wanted to say that yours is my favorite channel on YouTube. Oh, Aww, thank you so thank much. You. You've given me a greater appreciation for cars and a heck of a lot of laughs. Well, thank you, thank for you, Bobby. <laughs> the uh, we're gonna Harris Hill Raceway. It's gonna have kind of higher end cars, and then we'll get. Um, well, there'll be some more higher end cars, and when when the show returns from Austin, um, but I will schedule more regular cars uh, on the channel. There's an old AM. We haven't done an AMC yet. We haven't done anything no. from American Motor um, Company. Yeah, there's a lot of things um, that I what I mean I, I I still have the list of cars of things that if we get offered them, yeah, that I would like to do. But I just don't really know how realistic some of these cars will be in terms of actually being able to get them and not have to fly out just to do one car you right. know what i That's mean not like, happening. like i would i put you know some k cars on the list i put um i mean a pontiac vibe isn't really that hard to find but for some right. reason it's like nobody has one and is like hey here's a pontiac vibe <laughs> it's you know or, or you know a, a chevy tracker or that type of thing. Ah, oh, yeah, Chevy you know, tracks. That'd be a thing to do. It's just one of those See things. See that car everywhere around here. Yeah, it's inescapable. Kind of like the, um, oh, what's it called? The old powder blue car that all the old people drive. Um, well, it was be all Cutlass Sierra. It's Cutlass Sierra. There you go. <laughs> it's just, it's it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Buickless Saber. Yeah. Um. So thanks, Robbie. Uh, hey, it's our friend Von Waffensburg here almost every single time with the $2. Hello, guys. Well, hello, Von Waffensburg. Sam Hyena. Oh, from the cartoon. Who just wants to bang the raccoon. What's the best car movie in the last 10 years? That's a good question. Okay. A movie about cars or a movie featuring cars? Because I don't think drive drive we talked about driver I, I, driver isn't really about driving. It's not really, but I was gonna say I mean it's between driver and baby driver, isn't it? Yeah, like, I'm gonna go with baby driver. It's basically yeah, and it's like kind of, I could still watch that opening scene. It kind it's of so has nice. to be. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that I don't. 
the best car movies are ones that are not written to be good car movies that it i mean like yes the cars plural are sort of um uh integral to the story Mm -hmm. and to the movie and everything about it but I don't think Edgar Wright sat down and was like, let me make a cool car movie. Yeah, because when you do that, you get gone in 60 seconds. Yeah, oh, oh, Memphis reigns. Uh, But the, uh, you you kind of, you need to just sort of approach it as, okay, I'm making a movie now and it has cars, but really this is the story I want to tell. But, I mean, I don't think Edgar Wright sat down and was like, I'm going to top the French connection with. Yeah, yeah, yeah car chases and all this other crazy stuff um but and by the same token i don't think nicholas winding refn sat down to make driver and was thinking let me make another fast and furious or something mm-hmm. uh which is funny because the trailers tried to make it look that way right um and a lot of people thought like a they were... movie about cars but there's not it's not about cars yeah. no stars yeah it's i mean everything about that movie it's some of the greatest uh uh, driver in this case i'm talking uh, uh albert brooks is an amazing villain in that movie uh and it was sort of um well i had kind of known this since half nelson but i think driver was the movie that sort of clued people into gosling as yeah not just this sort of romantic movie actor yeah that he can do serious stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah those were like those are my top two sort of car movies of the last 10 years although i i'm sure i'm forgetting something but at some point you know i i know a lot of people love the fast and furious movies like i get it by the same way that like i love jurassic world movies and that you know you get the just it's off Mm -hmm. Uh, and same with the Transformers movies. You just, you don't think about anything during those. You just look at explosions and how things are kind of looking cool. Although those are harder to enjoy because Michael Bay's directorial style is such a, it's such a nothing burger of, (laughs) it's with, with, I don't know. It's, it's like the old saying of, you know, you can, I ate a Big Mac. I'm full, but not satisfied. Yeah. Like, you know, you can cut the crust off a shit sandwich, but at the end of the day, you're still eating like a dump between two pieces of bread. Yeah. So what are you really going to do? Oh, I keep saying driver. You're right. It's drive. Yeah. Uh, that I always make that mistake. I was too. saying it too. Even when it came out in the- theaters, I'm like, you see driver. That's because I played the video game driver nonstop. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things where you, it's one of those car games that uh, I liked more than the actual racing games. Like you might have been playing Gran Turismo. I played I, that, but I played Driver too. Yeah, played I, that to the very end. I wasn't really that into the Gran Turismo series, and I think the reason why is because it handled too similar. I was kind of a San Francisco Rush guy. Yeah, like Rush twenty forty nine was my favorite uh, racing game as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, that and Road Rash, and um, and I'm talking about games with actual vehicles in them and not just you know mario kart type things Mm -hmm. because mario kart reigns supreme but uh but i always love finding all the shortcuts in rush 2049 and Mm. in road rash i used to love just sort of running people off the road because there was a combat element to it so yeah uh but yes that's that'd be it for yeah driver drive drive Mm -hmm. drive drive and baby driver Von Waffensberg, again with $5. Thank you. Uh, first off, last live podcast, then additional $5. I asked about a woman being, I asked about women being difficult. 
Okay. Now that Nick is here, same question, but I'm not in college, nor ever was 27 currently. When you say women being difficult, you mean difficult to understand? Or just difficult in that not being reasonable. Because I think there is a certain point where, you know, being reasonable is purely subjective. Okay. Where what you think is reasonable to want in your world isn't exactly reasonable to somebody else's. It's, oh God, it's such a platitude, but it really is about compromise. Um, I mean, the last thing that I had that didn't work out was, you know, I messed it up because I wasn't willing to compromise. And if I could go back and do it over, like I would, but sometimes I also kind of see it as a good thing in the sense that, you know, uh, I, I realized that if, if you realize that you're just going to end up being, um, if, if you realize that you're not sort of compatible, if you realize that you're going to be down the road to argument more often than not, uh, or if you just have these goals that you think align, but you really kind of don't, then what are you really holding on to? Mm -hmm. You know? You don't have to fight that hard. You know, it's already raining outside. Why do we both got to get wet? Interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to sprint into relationships because that's the next step. Yeah. Or we need to start taking this relationship seriously. And the ants and I always ask why. That's why I'm still single. Yeah. <laughs> um I have this weird theory that people equate being in serious cohabitating relationships as having status. Not because you really care about the other person's mundane feelings but because that's what all your friends are doing. Mm. And I wonder if some people even take that as far as marriage because they don't want to be the last one to get married. Mm. I'm the last one to get married among my group of friends. And by that, I mean never getting married. Y'all yeah. can't say that for sure. Hell yeah, I can. Yeah, no, I'm never getting married. There were only two people that I ever really thought about marrying, and that's no. Just yeah. now no um but it's kind of the uh one of my favorite songs is uh this town by uh kaigo featuring sabrina sloan and the mm. lyric is literally just all of my friends are settling down they're only kids but they're married now and i'm oh. and it's one of those things that i immediately sort of identified with that of feeling like okay, the measure of my life is I'm going to go to my 15-year reunion and I'm not going to have any kids and I'm not going to have a ring on anybody's finger. Yeah. You know, and, but they're going to say, what have you been up to? And so, and you, you tell them and, you know, that's nice and everything, but do I have a, you know, garage? Do I have a house? It's mm -hmm. like, no, but it's one of those things where, you know, only you get to say what success is to you yeah you can't judge success by other people's standard mm -hmm. you know if their if their success 
is to be married and have kids and have the white picket fence and a dog. Right. You know, that's fine, but I don't really want those things. You know, I, my no. niece and my nephews are enough for me yeah. and uh, more than enough. Cause I, we went to Atlantic city this weekend uh, to the beach and took them there. And it's kids at the beach is like kids at the beach is like a, uh, is like a disastrous drag race of emotions. <laughs> like, you know, you, you sometimes like, because I turn on FS1 at the gym because sometimes there's MMA highlights. Yeah. And uh, if I'm running on, I think I said this line before, but if I'm running on the treadmill and it hurts, I want to be watching someone else who's having a bad or t- worse time than me. <laughs> but sometimes it's like NHRA drag racing. I'm like, well, all right, that that that's a nice little Skittles bite of entertainment that I can occasionally glance at. Yeah. And it uh, it's it's so it's so macabre. Cobb's the wrong word. Morbid that when you see the top fuel dragsters just explode halfway oh, down, yeah. <laughs> or like it, it, it's just like wobble, 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 wobble. Now it's rolling. Yeah, you know? like it is. The progression is so, but it's sudden, and that's little kids at the beach because they can be going from having the greatest time in their life to nuclear bombs are falling and they can't even envision a future. Yeah. Something happens and the and the waterworks start and then they're fine again. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of the insane sun, the salt water and maybe like cuz there's there's no boundaries anywhere yeah. aside from the sea and the sand gets hot and then it gets cold and then it gets in your eyes but then you're fine. And then there's jellyfish, or you step on a sharp seashell. Yeah, that happened to my niece. It was weird. Uh, my nephew, but it's also the the concerns that you have. Like my nephew can swim. He's a better swimmer than I am. He's ten years old, and I'm getting sort of like a churning stomach whenever he gets. All right, now he's like knee deep. Now he's waist deep, <laughs> and now it's you know the tides rolling in. Yeah. And granted, there are people farther out where it's like, hey, he's getting away. Hey, somebody out there, just catch my nephew for me and just like <laughs> throw him this way. Or and there are lifeguards, you know, there, but you know they're running in slow motion, so yeah, who knows yeah, if yeah. they're gonna get there in time. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no, it's that whole thing. It literally didn't go to casinos, didn't do anything like ram we just went on the boardwalk um i actually did go in to use a bathroom and got lost in the casino i saw that post and then uh, i decided to get tacos for everybody and it was kind of a thing it's just i don't know there were so many cliche sort of um all right i'm I have my slot machine, my lucky slot machine, and I've got my just pulling down the handle and repeatedly, it's like Marge Simpson when she gets addicted to gambling. Yeah. It's that weird thing, and I hadn't been in a casino in 10 years because I went for my sister's birthday one year back in like 06, so like longer than 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I remember I did like penny slots, and I'm just like losing money hand over. It's you know, I'm losing nothing. So I don't know how people can do it when they actually have money to let ride. Yeah. You know, just those FU stacks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess people with, you know, uh, addiction has, have a harder time with it. So yeah. anyway, yeah, sorry to go morbid. That's uh, okay. Um, Deacon Rothschild. See, I got to you. Would you be willing to review my sim racing setup? Well, I'd have to come into your house. 
and smell the walls. Um, I don't know how I would review a video game racing setup, but, and by the way, there's a guy who has a bunch of, I think he's somewhere in the Kutztown area, who has a bunch of arcade cabinets and a car he wanted us to do. Huh. But it's also, he's one of these, he's a collector of arcade cabinets. So that could be a thing. And he sold it that he has my favorite arcade game of all time called Road Blasters. So that could be a thing. But if I would be willing to review a sim racing setup, I don't know how I would. Uh, I don't know enough jokes and stuff about what's a good steering wheel and what isn't a good steering wheel. I made a joke like once or twice about Logitech steering wheels because that was the beginning and end of my attention span at Best Buy when they used to sell... Uh, steering wheels that would clip onto your desk and also when still flight simulators were a thing <laughs> and so you walk into best buy and you and you see the row of of flight simulator joysticks that are oh. each one more complicated than the last my cousin had one of those he would never let me touch it really because the software like it i still remember the look of the box and i'm like oh man that plane looks so cool but you know you're seven yeah and you know he he's I don't know how many, you know, hours he had to work at, like, the hot dog shack to be able to afford this PC with the little thing and the, the, the more expensive look. At, like, yeah. literally, the joystick looked more expensive than the computer. Yeah. So, I don't blame him for not letting me, like, have my grubby hands all over it. But yeah. looking back on it now, it's kind of, I don't know, never played any of the flight simulators, but they looked fun. Yeah. To a certain extent. Uh... Castman with the $2. Is there a date and location for the Chicago meet? Yes, there is. Wait, no, there isn't. <laughs> I thought you meant RCR Chicago. Yes, there is dates and filming locations. Gosh, will we do a meet in Chicago? Yeah, the problem is that we're only going to be in Chicago for four days. Right. We're Two of those days are filming days. And then one day is a leaving day. So, uh, I mean, so the answer is no, and I don't know if we are going to do one or not. Yeah. Uh, do I want to be on for an extra day? I mean, um, I had this, I had this moment of being on at too many games when I was there, and uh, um, it it was just an innocent moment. But there were a few fans there. I mean, I did tweet that I was there. Yeah. And there was a fan that came up, and I said, hey, and he said, hey. And then he went off with his friends, and I saw him later in the day. And I said, oh, hey, man. And he asked me to repeat a line from a video. Hmm. And at that moment, um, I said no. <laughs> and it was the first time I ref ever refused a request like that. I mean, I'll talk in the gravelly voice if you want, but... It, it was asking to repeat a specific line that I, at first I didn't understand what he was saying. And it was like some obscure line. It, it was, it was one of the, my blank is best blank. Oh, um, thing. And, and then I kind of had to think about it and remember what video it was. And I still don't remember what video it was, but I remember the line, but I felt, but in that moment, repeating that line to him felt like accepting a acquaintance's request to help him move. Ooh. It was that 
burdensome Damn. to repeat that line. And then I said no, and then I sort of apologized for saying no, and then he apologized, and it was kind of this awkward moment, but hopefully he's cool. Yeah. And later I ran into some other guy who has a, a YouTube channel. A lot of people, there were a few people there that I didn't even know that had million subscriber hmm. YouTube channels about video games, which that's where the money is these days, yeah. and they were there. Other than James Rolfe? Yeah, I I saw him once at the after party, but he doesn't. Not he isn't a particular car guy. Plus, he's got kids in a house. Yeah, I mean, not that that isn't makes you a car guy. We have plenty of guys like yeah. that, but priorities are what they are, and usually the car falls by the wayside. Even Bruce Hen rarely gets to drive his Viper these days. So, um, I went and talked to this other person, and he said, "Yeah, I'm." People have asked me the same thing, and it's and it's very much a dance monkey dance feeling. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Okay, it's Sam Hyena again. Would you review an LS swap lawnmower? 300 horsepower. <laughs> well, if you have an LS swap lawnmower, you kind of have a Dodge Tomahawk, <laughs> which is that V10 motorcycle thing. That'd be, that'd be interesting. I mean, uh, I guess you could mow with it. No, you couldn't. How would you have a PTO thing on an engine like that? I'm sure someone has done it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they probably exist. Are they fast? Ah. The Hayabusa ones would probably be fast. That'd be, that'd be just silly. You know, you have those Chevy small block bar stool toys. Right. It, it, it'd be a thing. It'd definitely be a thing. Thanks, Sam. Mm -hmm. I screenshotted some non-super chat things. I'll go rapid fire, if you don't mind, real quick. Okay. Uh, Quinn Dixon, Dickinson. Oh, nice talking to you at Sears, Nick. Yeah, I ran into uh, the guy with the fire truck at Sears. It was very oh, nice. Oh, right, yeah. We'll uh, see him at pumping and dumping. <laughs> I forget what the, the, the meat is big pumpers it's yeah he asked me if i was going to that and i wasn't sure entirely because i didn't know if it conflicted with the chicago dates because he oh, mentioned it, it being in july yeah it it is the weekend before we leave oh so, all right like the days leading up to that the chicago trip are gonna be days when we're not gonna i think i scheduled stuff hmm. so sorry about that <laughs> but the weekend leading up to it will be busy all right, no so worries. It's the weekend before I mean, the Chicago trip. My it's birthday is the Wednesday before the Chicago trip, so the week before. Yeah, okay. Or yeah, so that's just a heads up. But um, I may end up being indisposed. Depending, it's like I don't really like celebrating my birthday, but I I feel like I have like it's my best chance to sort of get a bunch of people treating me really great for free. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Uh, but this one, um. I'm considering switching... Oh, Derek Tomsa. I'm considering switching careers from help desk at an IT company to being an EMT again. Thoughts and, or advice? Well, I've never worked neither of those jobs. Yeah. Why... Uh, do you miss the excitement of, of uh, DUI crashes? Yeah. Um, hey, you know... Your life, your canvas, paint it how you want. Yeah. I, I mean, just just think about uh, is the finances going to be better or worse, and then budget accordingly. Yeah. My uh, friend Dan, he's an EMT, and uh, I know what – well, I mean, I don't know, but I have some idea of the amount of 
trauma or not trauma, but you know, the amount of burden that those people take on in Mm -hmm. their lives, you know, and I don't know necessarily what the reason for switching the careers is, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's like Brian said, you know, it's your life and you just have to sort of uh, do what you want to do. You're not here to live for other people. You're here to, um, well, unless you have a child, but, uh, even then you still have to sort of live for you. You can't live in a job that is emotionally taxing to that degree. You have to be able to be happy with what you do. Like I consider myself incredibly lucky and blessed to be able to do this Mm -hmm. because I mean, there are any number of people who are, you know, not as fortunate to love what they do. And so make sure whatever you end up doing, that it's something that you even if you don't love it, that you, it's something that you're not dreading going to go do it every yeah. day. Yeah. But, um, and then let's see another one. Uh, oh, this one is just super quick. Um, I know y'all like the final fantasy series. I was wondering what's your opinion on final fantasy 10 I'm playing it right now. I actually never finished 10 because it kind of, the story was getting on my nerves and I got distracted by something else. I don't really remember what, but at the end of the day, it's a fine game. I still think 10 has one of the best battle systems overall. And the sphere grid was kind of a vague evolution of that system. And then they took the sort of sphere grid and mapped that onto uh lightning returns, which in my opinion is the worst final fantasy game i've ever played uh and i didn't even like ugh, just no um so yeah 10 2 is fine and uh let's see um did i keep a food log to help with the weight loss um yes and no like i sort of keep a vague sort of um food log of just sort of uh calorie intake and uh certain like a list of things that I kind of like mapping out what I'm going to eat for the day um, for the most part, uh, but not all the time. Uh, I'm very loose with it and not consistent, which probably isn't good, but eh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Back cool. to the super chat. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to take a break from the super chat. Uh, don't worry. I'll get to all of them, even though your, uh, your, your questions was deleted because I came, I got my new uh, Pennsylvania driver's license today, the one that is supposedly good for air travel, Mm. that you won't have to, I don't know how long we have before Pennsylvanians will have to carry their passports. I think we have till October, I want to say. Okay. So I'm going to get on that too. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I got mine and it was, you know, we're getting toward the end of the month, which is the first time 37 years, well, I'm 36. 37 next month. Um, Close enough. 37 years old. And I've never walked into a DMV when it's crowded. Mm. I live so much here in the country that our DMV is never crowded. And this was the first time I had to wait Mm. when they had the, 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 you have to wait for your number. Yeah. And I was surprised to see how many people are in ill health and of slow mind Mm. and the dumpiest folks i'm there with my this is what i wore for my driver's license picture i'm like i'm gonna wear a shirt with a collar and it's going to be a warm color so that when i have to show my license here is a good person (laughs) looking back at them 
Um, Wait, mine is I'm not going to show it on camera but mine is objectively a man who has had it with the world <laughs> like I am fed the F up with the world um, in that when picture. does yours expire next uh, year yeah next year but I mean I want the one that's good for you know going everywhere yeah I want that ticket to ride what they what they did with the new ones is your address is smaller huh and in fact in fact all text is going to be smaller well, that uh, should be. I yeah I. And also, the holograms are no longer. If, if yours is the same as mine, well, yeah. If this, yeah, it's the same style. So all the holograms, on the back, are. Yeah, are are the names of the counties. Yeah. But the new ones, it just says freedom, liberty, <laughs> justice. <laughs> and then like eagles are, are the holograms in the background so wait like like our like the football team or just like eagles in general? <laughs> no, no no yeah so it's uh, like that would be too much pennsylvania even right for me there'd be a cheesesteak <laughs> and, and a car driving by with two space two space saver donuts because he <laughs> took his one from his from his grandmother's uh uh plymouth breeze mm. off anyway so that was me just ma marveling. You ever see the old ladies who are surprisingly still in their 40s, but they look 70 because, you know, there's a lot of miles on their life. Mm. And you're not sure. They're just walking around outside with their and they don't have their debt. They're not going to the DMV is not a big enough occasion for them to put their dentures in. <laughs> oh, that's a good line. So they're the the when you don't have dentures indicating you don't have teeth your jaw can close closer your jaw can move up more because there isn't teeth to get in the way and you see the the old ladies sometimes old men uh well men typically have larger jaws than women uh who their lower jaw looks like it's too far up mm. And they're they look like they're chewing a a sock or some Nickelodeon gak. Oh, and I'm like, oh, without the teeth, you're probably salivating more. Yeah, and you're sucking it back all the time, and you and you can only mumble because you can't you like certain what are the uh uh dental syllables when you have to put your tongue up to the top of your teeth in english toe t t t becomes d mm. yeah i don't know how you do that uh, try to talk and keep your tongue against your lower teeth yeah. and yeah yeah not your, your tongue oh, you're still lower lower, lower teeth. teeth talk this and this is how you would talk if you couldn't if you didn't have any teeth in to move your syllables. So this is how, and I think if you go long enough, you can probably articulate a lot of different things. But if you don't want to be ran out of the super poly grip, you couldn't put your teeth in. I can't in. believe the line here today. Mm. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> oh, that was harder than I thought it would be. Right? <laughs> anyway. So that was my DMV. Rubber Woodley says, Girlfriend loves her manual Camry, as she shouldn't, and wouldn't drive auto anymore, as she wouldn't. We live in Ohio, 
and would be willing to drive for Pennsylvania for a review. Pennsylvania is abbreviated PA. Yeah. Thoughts too boring. Well, I feel weird rubber woodly when people offer to drive inordinate distances for me. Mm. I kind of understand it when they want to drive far and it's in a and it's an unusual car. Yeah. Like the guy who's bringing us a Model S. Ooh. I'm sorry, not Model S, Model 3. Um he's driving from Long Island, so <coughs> I understand that. But all the way to middle of PA with your manual Camry. Eh. Unless it's like a 1981 version and it's bring a trailer fresh, uh, I, I would kind of feel guilty if you did that. It's also less awkward if they're on their way to somewhere else. Like that one guy who came to our Christmas party who came from the way the hell west end of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I we just felt awful that he drove all this way and apparently got caught in really bad weather and had some weird car trouble. He's like, oh, but I'm actually like headed to New York City. And this is along the way, kind yeah. of. And so I felt less bad. He was he was the uh, stand-up. Yeah, the stand-up guy. Who I still didn't see his act, and I kind of want to know if it's out there, but I yeah. forget your name. All I know is that you drive an N.A. Miata that has the headlight swap kit where the headlights only go up a little bit and have little projectors in them. But, uh, yeah. Motorific. No question, but thank you, thanks for the buck. <clears throat> G-Bode. Thoughts on the Honda CRZ? Hmm. <laughs> That was my thoughts. I had one for my first car, and while the engine was anemic, the handling was was a surprise to all my friends who drove it. Yeah, it's a light car. I'd definitely throw it around. They, they they tried to make a hybrid sports car, and they made a sports car that didn't go fast and a hybrid that wasn't fuel efficient. So they made my Suzuki DRZ650, but in car form. Um, I still haven't driven one i know about them but still haven't driven them so it uh i'm i'd like to get my hands on one i am out of beer and need to switch to water um uh oh i dad clicked oh gotta go back legs broke no, oh, there it was. No, you passed back. it. Oh, you passed it. There, you it was, gotta uh, go yeah. back. Jacob Kaczynski? 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 No, I'm not sure. Camera car idea. BMW X3 or Passat wagon. I'm not a fan of most German cars. Call it... I... I... I just hear all these electrical problems and Volkswagen, you know, well, they're going hard with the... Um, electric and these days you know most of my family drives volkswagens and i gotta be different (laughs) so i drive a subaru uh i have thought about the passat wagon as well as the jetta jetta sport wagon um mike steinberg drives one likes it uh See, I bet if I'd get one, I'd really like it, and it'd probably be a nice daily. But gosh, I love the funkiness of my Subaru, and I'm gonna have it at least another year. But thank you. Uh, oh, here's a pronunciation. Oh wait, where'd it go? Uh, that du- guy. Dushant Shrikand. Oh, Dushant. Du- du- Can you field that one? I need a. Oh uh, yeah. Finally able to catch one of these live. Oh, uh, and thank you for the 714. 
um, finally able to catch one of these live. It'd be great if you guys reviewed a 2013 newer Mitsubishi Mirage. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you. If we get an offer for one, uh, I'm sure we'd put it under consideration. Um, I figured I'd ask the chat really quick for advice. So basically, um, the girl that I was talking about earlier, it, you know, the one that I kind of, you know, it was a weird thing where we couldn't compromise. Uh, met her over OK Cupid and went on a few dates. And then I just sort of got ghosted. And I'm wondering if this has happened to anyone else uh, before and sort of how you dealt with it. Because I think I messaged her maybe twice, possibly a third time, and then just let it go. Um, she After the first message, she insisted everything was fine. Um, after the second, no response. And then after the third, no response. And so I just left it alone. And now it's kind of weird because it's the first time that I've ever been ghosted before. But also, like, she didn't remove me from her social media. Like, we're still friends on Facebook. And I've tried, like, calling and... I, I don't know. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm okay. I don't want her back or anything. It's just... It's just like, I if I did something wrong, like, I would like to know, you know? Uh, I, I don't even know why it's called ghosting. Like, aren't ghosts supposed to stay around? It's one of those weird things, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably just going to move on. It's just one of those nagging things of, like, I'm not emotionally invested in this person. I'm emotionally invested in the reason of, like... I feel bad if I did something wrong and I want to take the opportunity to like hear what I did wrong and possibly apologize for it. And if I don't get that, you know, the, Oh, Oh. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, she has a boyfriend, but she's like non-monogamous. So this okay. Cupid girl is, uh, I don't know. It, I, I don't know. I guess I'm attracted to non-monogamous people because I'm non-monogamous too. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. Like, it's not, I, I it just ah the not knowing and I feel mm -hmm. like worried because I'm like I don't want her to feel like I I don't know I just worry when I feel like I did something wrong and I don't know what I did wrong and it drives right. me nuts uh because how am I supposed to grow from my behavior when I don't know what the behavior was and so yeah. I don't know I'm but I'm just gonna let it go and that'll be the end of it uh but yeah. It's just strange because she didn't really strike me as a type of person who kind of would just straight up ghost a dude. Uh. So you never know. I, I mean, that's the kind of landmine of why I don't miss the whole dating thing. And I'm like, why am I doing this? It's it's why would I subject myself to this? Right. And you're on a date and you're wishing you could be somewhere else. Yeah, anywhere I would want. I would love to be in bed just watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> and, or, you know. It's one of those things of you don't really, uh, I don't know. It, it, like, it's not like I feel used or anything. Because it's not like I lavished her with anything mm. at all, really, right. other than, I guess, attention. Yeah. But it's just weird to not know what you did. Gosh, one of the coldest lines ever spoken was Bill Murray in Lost in Translation, where he says to Scarlett Johansson, don't you have someone else to shower you with attention or not shower you with attention? Oh, the line was perfect. Don't you have someone else to lavish attention upon you mm. or something like that? Such a good movie. 
Burgundy Burnouts. Damn it, YouTube. Notify me immediately after the scream going live, not 20 minutes later. Weird that you would get a notification 20 minutes later. Yeah, that is strange. But thanks for the five bucks, man. I mean, some people don't get the notifications at all, even when they tick click the bell icon like they're supposed to like there's a weird mess up in in like the algorithm with some people i don't uh, know it's weird it's weird von waffensberg says it never rains but it pours yeah a, a long ago reference to john in 60, 60 seconds. seconds yeah john candy corn thanks for five bucks man my boy 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 <laughs> James Rubiel <laughs> that'd be perfect for people who are coming in just in the middle of that <laughs> thanks for five bucks John James Rubiel <laughs> a request from Mr. Regular can you go hello Amber or is it hello Amber in the voice I hope that was nice for you <laughs> Anthony Russells. Thanks for uh, no question, but Juan 99. Juan 99. Oh, there was a guy with a question earlier when you were uh, taking a pee that uh, if you had any advice for someone who is working on sort of uh, funny voices. Gosh. Like, how do you. I only, I only have a few. I don't know much about voice acting or voice content. Um. And I apologize because I forget the name of the person who asked the question. Was it a super chat question? No, no. Okay. It was just well, then I don't. I oh, well then I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> oh, gosh, we can't all be Mel Blanc. Uh, yeah, right. Um, I don't. I, I wish I could have Tom Mix here, the guy who does the beer review podcast with me because he can do voices mm. but i don't know how you train to do that i guess yeah i don't know ask donald glover <laughs> he does voices like yeah like his uh chris rock is on point and we were talking about before i was just watching him do billy d williams like an amazing billy d williams the entire time but mm. What I think a lot of it, it starts out doing impressions yeah. of other people and then sort of realizing that you have a talent for it yeah. and then developing voices that are based on other people that you know, sort of like Harold Slavinsky is basically like Dr. Schwartz. Kind yeah. Of. And it's, you know, you go from there. But Hey guys, would you be interested in reviewing a send me an email? 1995 <laughs> Subaru Legacy five-speed wagon, sort of a Honda or wagon, but all-wheel drive. Well... We did a 97 Outback Sport, which was kind of the same thing. And it was just a delightful hump down the uh, 90s hole with all these references to video games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think we're good with like 90s Subarus unless we're talking about the Venera, uh, 
inevitable RS. Um, but thanks for five dollars, Brandon. Thank you, Ken. Mr. KLC with the four ninety nine, just a couple of bucks to say thanks. And the E thirty nine Beamer review and an E thirty nine Beamer review would be great. Yeah, we we do need an E thirty nine or uh, an M three E thirty nine. That would be pretty cool. Uh, BMW is kind of hard to come by in this area, of PA, but we'll do our best. We should so need a chart Ken. to fill of like the various series of BMW and then just check mark the where one. they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, um eg example john eg smith i am six foot one am i too big for a miata probably it depends how long your legs are if if you're on the shorter legs you might be able to i mean go to a mazda dealer and just say hi you know in a in a confident voice say hi i am six foot one i just like to find out if i fit in a miata and of course, the salesman is going to go, oh, you fit just fine. Got to make that quota. But you ask your lower back and ask your knees, like how much you want a Miata, as most people do, but how much are you willing to have your knees, you know, spread wide, accepting the steering wheel? Yeah. Um, if a Miata is out of the question for a sports car, uh, you could also, I know people make the jokes, but you can try a Mustang GT. They are bigger on the inside. Uh, if you don't like that, you could also try a Scion FRS. They also are larger and would give you a similar feeling. Thanks, John. Thank you. Sakajiba was something lover. Thanks for the $5. Uh, so are all the bits where you are on the toilet because you have serious going issues? Sometimes I do, but I get the fiber one bars, and if I don't have a tolerance that week, I'll be fine. Or is it because it's never not funny? Double negative. Or is it because it's funny? Poop is funny. Have you seen a doctor? No. I think I am not... I do not have a scat interest, more so the feeling of solitude and control which a bathroom provides. Because in school, and I touch a little bit about this in the upcoming Lancer review with Steph Schrader, that um, I wanted in school to be a good boy because I wasn't good academically. My grades, I was like a B minus student, but in subjects like math or chemistry, the material to me seemed to move so fast, I couldn't catch it like a little kid trying to catch butterflies or birds. Yeah. And the walls of the classroom seemed to fly away. And I was all alone, kind of like that sinking feeling that I realizing the teacher has been going on and I'm already I didn't I did bad on the last test. And now we're building on that on that stuff. And I'm falling farther behind in my understanding of the material. Yeah. But in the bathroom, I am safe in that stall with the door closed in this moment. Everything is OK. Mm. I'm in my own space away from the bad feelings of chemistry yeah. or or math. The, 
The cl- in the classes I hated, I took bathroom breaks the most. Yes. Well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have sat there. Well, to a a adolescent, feelings mean things. <laughs> so if you can have a moment to yourself. Because when you think about it, man, in high school, how many moments do you really have that are yours? Ooh, that's a good line. That's that's a good line. Yeah, it is. Because realistically, it's someone, you're either with your friends, you're with teachers, or you're with people who are messing with you. Ugh. And that's, and and that latter part, it's too often. Yeah. And so I used to excuse myself to the bathroom, and part of it was an anxiety thing, but also, you know, you're in your own little world, you know? I I would always have I remember being 12 and sort of closing the door and to the stall and sitting there with my notebook and writing a uh, pre story or like my own fan written prequel story for Final Fantasy 7 as sort of the Final Fantasy 7 main theme would play through my head of just and it's that type of you know solitude and quietude and it's like okay now i have to go back to math yeah but yeah i don't know man i have a hit of your coffee it smells amazing yeah it always smells good it's weird i'm kind of like back in with coffee it's something about that smelled like an airport i don't know why you know why because i've been drinking ipas (laughs) and it's the weird mix of beer and coffee in the background of all airports. Yeah. Beer and coffee, and I bet a diesel truck just drove by. Yeah. So you get the smell of diesel, you get the smell of coffee, you get the smell of, you know, low low level craft beer. Yeah. And then all you need is that smell of jet A and some vapor wave in my ear. And I am on my way to somewhere. Yeah, you just that, that stew mix. that mix. Yes, people say yes. they hate airports, and I love airports. Yeah, but by the same token, it's like I get that same feeling from the Port Authority, and you hate the Port Authority. I hate the Port Authority, but that's the. But I love airports too. Like mm-hmm. I don't get how you can hate an airport, um, just because it's the hustle and bustle, bustle and the and the in, insane thrust of possibility. Yes, and thousand pounds of like. Like that moment in Up in the Air, the George Clooney movie, and that's that's a fantasy I have of just going to the airport, see what's where. I'm going there. Yeah. Where are you from? Here. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, talked about poo, talked about high school, talked about the solitude of bathrooms. Dad click. I think when I let the super chat go a while, it wants me to jump to the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I know. I went too far. Yeah. Close. Boom. Sandon Lettieri. Four ninety nine. Thank you for the four ninety nine. Uh love the show. It was great meeting you at Ford Nationals. I appreciate you taking time to listen to me babble about my car. Mm-hmm. Uh well I'm oh, sure. It was thank great. you for yeah. hanging out. Yeah, love Ford Nationals. Um we will be at Chrysler Nationals. That's what it is. I think it's the pumping and dumping festival on a Friday, Ford Nationals on a Saturday. Hmm. Or maybe we got to, or Chrysler, I think maybe it's Chrysler Nationals on a Friday we have to go. And then that's what I remember. Yeah, I saw your eyes go down and mine went, yeah, mine thought Uh, about that too. Because they're both in the same place. 
or yeah. like Friday, we got to drive to Carlisle and then we got to come back. Now, you don't really have to go to the pumping thing. It's really only Luke that asked me. I'm sure you'd understand if you weren't there. It's not really a festival. It's just watching a whole bunch of fire trucks pump pump water out of the Allegheny River or Susquehanna <laughs> River and then pump shooting it back in. Ugh. You know, you but you buy a classic uh a fire truck. What are you going to do with it? You're not putting out fires. You can there's only yeah. so many rings and dings that you can go around town and little kids waving at you before you want to yeah. operate the damn thing. Yeah. And shoot water around. What the fuck are we doing here? Like that was like a Joey Diaz line. Like, the fuck are we doing here? What are you doing? You got a fire truck? You're not shooting jizz? You know? <laughs> um, oh, gosh damn it. Did I have a Joey Diaz line up there? Oh, who gives a fuck anymore? Something at the end you're running. Oh, who gives a fuck who's running things at the end of the day? You're running things. Um, so, yeah. Um, but half of it is having to drive to Carlisle, drive all the way back here, and drive almost back to Carlisle the next day into Harrisburg. Mm. So so that's, that's that thing. Unless... And... Unless I got a hotel at like a Hampton Inn and stayed that night. Mm. See, like you're an hour away from home. Do you really want to hotel it up for the night? I mean, like one RCR after dark could probably pay for the hotel. Right. Um, which, yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah. Love the show. It's great meeting you at Ford oh. Nationals. But yeah, but then we got to come back and there's more hotels. I yeah. will. Right, we'll, we'll see how Let's we see. feel. Von Waffenberg. Again, Von Waffenberg. Thanks for $5. No, $50. Oh, got to pay a parking ticket and it's less than $50. Thanks for the answer for, but from both of you never been in a real relationship. So it occupies my thoughts way too much. Never want kids. And I'm slowly never wanting marriage enjoy and love you guys. Well, if, you, if you're not here, uh, hopefully you'll get back here and be able to see this, even though it's still up on the screen. Um, yeah, slowly never wanting marriage. See, now that I'm in my late 30s, I'm seeing the moments where marriages fall to pieces. Mm. Like now my friends, now some people I know are getting divorced and they're on their second marriage. Mm. What are you doing? You're just collecting experiences? <coughs> yeah, I know too many divorced people. Um, yeah, well, thanks for $50, man. Awesome. Um... Yeah. yeah, it's the small town things where you have to come up with reasonable excuses why you don't want kids. Matt Weiner, uh, I've been a fan since the Tacoma, oh, from the early days. I would love an audiobook recommendation for an upcoming long drive. Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. There's there's a there's a bit of it up on YouTube for free. If you know how to rip a, a video that's nine hours long, oh. that's how long the audiobook is. Damn. I'm still working my way through it. It's about the Appalachian Trail. I thought it would be just really pretentious because it's Bill Bryson. Um, uh, but it isn't. It's fun and it's self effacing and it's great. And I don't know why I called Bill Bryson pretentious. Hmm. Well, but there are bits where he's just going on and about, but the rainforest is dying. Oh, you should feel bad now. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, so thank all, you for yeah. They all want you to feel bad. Uh, but yeah, walk in the woods, and rock on for Bill Bryson, who just wrote like a number of books, and it's I've written zero, so 
who am I to make fun of fun of the man? And my recommendation is the same one that I recommend to everybody, which is East of Eden mm-hmm. by uh, Steinbeck. That's my favorite novel of all time, and it's super long. Yeah. Uh, I imagine an audiobook of it would be fantastic, but I've never listened to an audiobook version of it. So There is one. I started listening to it, and I'm like, wow, this keeps... Yeah, yeah it's long. good. It's like they start out... It's kind of books of the era that would delve into... It would go off on a historical tangent yeah. about the place they're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, books books of the earliest 20th century were unending in the same that superhero sequels are unending today. <laughs> yeah. They just keep going. Churning them out. Oh, this uh, one's for me. Workforce okay. 520, $5. Thank you so much. Uh, 4 dollars but I rounded up. Uh, Roman, I was on OkCupid for a long time, and it's common. I've learned that those dating apps are just crap. Oh, this is in relation to the ghosting thing. Uh, yeah, they kind of are, but I've actually made some pretty good friends on OkCupid. It's just that, like... You know, I don't know. Like, I only really ever go on it when I'm, you know, when it's been a while and you're just trying to... It's been a while! Been a while! Ah, fuck, fuck, the 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 fuck. It's been a while. <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm just still trying to, like, keep, keep in the game, you know, in a very, um, 989 sports kind of way. Or no, that's EA Sports. It's in the game. Oh man, fuck EA. Um. Anyway, the that's and then uh yeah, I don't know. It's nice. It's it's fine, but it's dating apps in general. It's kind of like I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be getting out of this, other than a temporary, a very temporary situation. Yeah. But then again, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Survivor players, Stephen Fishback, met his uh, uh wife on a dating site, and I forget which one, but. <laughs> Uh, might have actually been okay, Cuban. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, either way, you know, yeah, so for some people it works. So who knows? Neat. Uh, Greg Wicks, thank you for five dollars. No comment. Thank you. Um, Yuma Tamura, five hundred yen. Is it yen? I can't tell the yen. symbol. Um, when will Gen Xers start to appreciate Malays era cars to remember their version of good old days? Love your channel. Keep up the good work. That's kind. Uh, Gen Xers came of age in the eight. Um, came of age in the 80s and 90s of which I am the tail end of Generation X myself and Matt Farrow are tail end of Gen X um, I vaguely remember Malays but since I'm su- I'm not the, like the last year of it I only re- remember my grandma's car um, which would be like the second to last generation of the Lincoln Town car and I forget what grandma had mm. I, I mean, I forget what grandma on my mother's side had, but I remember when you would lower the glove box door, it was only held on by a, not even a metal wire, like a rubber elastic wire, so it didn't really fall down. I can't remember what that car was other than it was a bench seat and grandma drove it and mm. the the gauges were deep set in see when you say appreciate malays era cars to value them because right now they're not mm. go nuts with your malays era cars are two grand all day <laughs> all that crap from the late 70s and early 80s at general motors wonder wonder boats you can have them and now you have them but no one 
no one stops you and says, thanks for keeping this thing alive. Mm. Maybe you'll get a super weirdo or a guy with really thick glasses and bad cut off pants, jorts <laughs> that, that like this, but I'm guys, they were, they're, they're remembered for being awful, not remembered for being good. Huh? So I don't know if they can be enjoyed sincerely. Which is weird because I enjoy vaporwave since uh, sincerely. Is on a long enough time in line? No, is that something that you're not meant to enjoy sincerely? Yeah, people have been telling me you're supposed to enjoy vaporwave ironically. Huh? Yeah. Well, in what in like a Weather Channel fashion? Yeah, but I like the Weather Channel because you know I, this isn't my line, but some people believe in God or Jesus or Buddha. Muhammad, I believe in the National Weather Service because there was the same feeling of listening to the Weather Channel bumpers as there was listening to the droning hymns of an all-white church. Hmm. And God have mercy upon us. Lord have mercy upon us. Lord have mercy upon us. <laughs> that would be a thing. Oh fuck! To just go back to my old church on some Sunday with with the Zoom recorder and just turn it on and then just slow it down. All those hours in church knowing that your toys are at home aging without you. It's just... <laughs> Dr. Wiley is all running amok and I'm here in a church pew and time is ticking down on my rented video game that I got to return <laughs> at 4 p.m. today like because a, they close at 4.45. I could be playing Dino City right now. I could be playing Micro Machines, the video game. <laughs> uh... Oh. Uh, there was this one WrestleMania video game where you didn't wrestle as wrestlers. You wrestled as your own guy, but wrestled against them in like this tournament thing. It was like the second one for huh. WrestleMania World. It was for the NES. And I remember playing that one a lot because huh. it was uh-huh. the only one I was good at. Anyway, the gout, I, which I hope you don't have. Uh, I don't know how to deal with my 57-year-old dad uncomfortably ogling women that are 35 years younger than him when I'm in public with him and I'm 20. Is your dad married or single? Married kind of... See, okay. It's kind of grosser if he's single because that means he has intentions. But I've been with other married guys of my age and all of them do that. Yeah. Even though they're married... They'll do the eyebrow raised, dirty old man, half ironic look at women's butts. Mm. Remembering their wild oats years, yeah. which are the same distance as mine. Yeah. Only I can do it, but they can't. I think it's like oh, tapping he on answered, the answer uh, to married. Married. Well, there you go. Yeah. He, he, all he wants to, all your dad's doing is tapping on the, the, the glass between him and the tiger. Yeah, at the zoo. it's going back to his memories museum. It's a very, uh, I don't want to say it's natural because I don't imagine that any woman really appreciates it. No, but it's also something that 
yes, it's super, super weird. But, yeah, and it's gross. And, and you it's shouldn't gross. be doing it. And yeah, but in a very sort of, in the same way that like taking a dump is natural, like that's almost kind of natural too. Not that it should ever be normalized, but right. it's going to take a while to snap that generation out of it. Because now that... Now, <laughs> or else he turns into like, my dad doesn't do it. I mean, he'll mention to them after they walk away sometimes. Did you see those girls? Yeah, Dad. Like, like you're on the Ocean City boardwalk and everybody's wearing bikinis. Did you see them girls? What? There's, there's, there's more than five here. So, yeah. I'm sorry, you're saying? Oh, no, no. That was it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just mostly, you know, it's something that older men are going to do do and it sucks and we have to kind of condition people to not be like that and i feel like this generation as it gets older you're gonna have fewer of those types of guys hopefully yeah. now that you know i think at some level you can't expect that anyone ever really enjoyed having to be ogled but yeah you know now hopefully that the stories are more you know wider recognized of women who have had to put up with this stuff yeah it's not going to be a problem or as much of a problem in right. a perfect world hopefully crazy mustang 99 with 199 says the story of fudge man i don't know his story what i know is that i went to maple grove raceway for the mustang show and they had their music playing really loud over multiple PA systems in different parts of the paddock. So most of the audio, you, you all you heard was the music and it was way too loud and we got copyright infringement. So I had only like 40 seconds worth of usable footage, but then I had Fudge Man. <laughs> so Fudge Man will fill the gap. The gentleman known as Fudge Man. <laughs> yep. BBI Productions, $5 Canucky Stan. The guys at the Straight Pipes want to collab if you're into it. Let's see the Canada road trip. Toronto, Ottawa, it'll help. Uh, yeah, I'm open to a collaboration with the Straight Pipes. I mean, I don't know if I got an email from them or not. I mean, I'd have to Google search my email inbox. Um, I'm assuming they're in either Toronto or Ottawa. Um, it's probably going to be Toronto, and it's probably now going to be the south side, well outside of the city. Toronto will probably cross at the Rainbow Bridge, which is the uh, bridge over Niagara Falls uh, that you go into um, and take in the Subaru for that. So thank you. Nick Grokes, uh, $2. You're welcome to come drive my E90 330i in Pennsylvania. Well. Thank you very much, Nick. You know the drill. Your make, model, city, state, regular car reviews at gmail.com. Um, it's really dependent, uh, Nick, on our availability and schedule. And what else are, are we doing? Sky High Salvage. Dad clicked. Oh, I well, went to the I think that's less on you and more the Super Chat wanting to go to the most recent one. There it is right there. Right there. Hi, Sky Salvage. Hi, selling my 64 C10. For those of you who don't know, that's a Chevrolet pickup truck. Because reasons. Well, what are the reasons, man? I'm guessing because I think guzzles gas. Need a family tow car. Yeah. Yeah, you need something that doesn't get 10 miles to the gallon. <laughs> Looking for a 04 or 05 Blazer and four-door thoughts. 
Uh, thanks for doing uh, what you do. Well, what you need to do is start running and you keep running until you uh, collapse and sleep there and don't look back. Mm. No. 0405 Chevy Blazer. No, mm. no, no, no. Um, you need a tow rig. Yeah, you need a Toyota Tundra of the, of the same year. It's going to be more expensive than that Chevy Blazer, but you can find a Toyota to, uh, Toyota Tundra in a four-door. That's going to be better for you. 0405 Blazer, what's going to happen is they have problems with their um, heater, heater core. There's a lot of antiquated GM stuff in the early 2000s that they were running still. And if that heater core breaks... Or, or whatever, like there's still vacuum lines that they're running that they really shouldn't in 04. You're, you're going to be repairing that car and you're never going to stop. Hmm. Toyota, man. You you want a Toyota pickup truck because if you're using for a family car tow rig, um, you need that. Uh, you need something that's going to be way better on the inside and, and you're going to enjoy driving and I don't think you're going to enjoy driving a Blazer too much. Hmm. Let's see. Robert Dramon Dramontinus, uh, thank you for fifty dollars in a currency I don't know. S E K. Um, maybe someone in the chat knows. Sex and cars discuss. Um, I've masturbated in most cars I've owned and achieved orgasm. I don't know what it's like with another person. I guess it's going to be like that Simpsons scene where they rent the intimate couple's tape cassette and says, double your pleasure with a bath together. <laughs> and then it's just them trying to, like, kicking each other. Right, yeah. Um, I think the only thing you can get away with in a car is roadhead. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so twice, um, and it was the first time was com not comfortable but there was room at least and it's because it was a saturn so the, the hatchback i forget which it's it's uh, i don't freaking know it was over 10 years ago it's fine um and then the other one um was more recent and i think like a lot of it depend like i'm kind of a small guy height wise so when you're like vertical in the back seat like either laying down or whatever like you, if the girl is also small then it's not as big of a deal but otherwise you both have to kind of like do cowgirl that's the only way that you will fit hey. in a car but then you're like running the risk of uh you know I don't know. It, it becomes more conspicuous, you know, when you're both visible through the thing, um, through the windows, through the thing. But um, what I do realize is how quickly and how easily the windows fog up. Ah. Like, I always kind of thought that was like a movie thing. Yeah. It's like, no, you know, it's, it's not that she left or that either of us left the yeah. Titanic handprint. Yeah. But it was just kind of like. When you're done, you look up and it's like, well, huh? It's like frosted glass in here. Yeah. Um, it, so it wasn't unpleasant, but it wasn't. I mean, doesn't matter. Had sex, but the still the thing is probably less than ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, far less so than is ideal. Right. There. Yeah. 
but yeah, like Roadhead is probably the only thing that you can comfortably do in a car. Right. Uh, MR Craft Cross. SCK 1000. Oh, oh Swedish Kroner, they said. There we go. We'll probably bring my 450 horsepower turbocharged Volvo 240 to the States, depending on the year, uh, as well, if it's a North American car, to take on a road trip. Well, what was it coming from? Yeah. to take on a road trip something you guys want to review send me an email your make model city state regular cars at gmail.com and a working phone number the um uh try our best but road trips are difficult because usually the window of opportunity um is limited because you're only going to be passing through the area on one date and the if you get rained out, then what are you going to do? Either film in the rain or, or don't film it. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I'm interested in as much as I'm interested in learning if it could work or not. But please don't be heartbroken if the answer is no. Yeah. But thank you so much for your donation. Well, it's going to help us out in Chicago. Richard Walker. Uh, hey guys, love the show. Mr. R, I don't recall you ever having a motorcycle accident, but have you ever had many really close calls? No, I haven't. I am very, you know, knock on wood, uh, aware of my surroundings. I assume everybody out there is trying to kill me and is a jerk and is texting. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't ride beyond my speed limit. Uh, um, I don't ride beyond my skill level, and I don't override my headlight at night, which is a motorcycle thing. And really, it's a car thing, too, but not driving faster than the distance between the end of my headlight beam and where I can stop. So, I mean, I've dumped bikes before in, like, parking lots and things, (laughs) um, and definitely off-road. I've fallen off them, Um, but I have not had an accident, a motor vehicle accident. They've all been off-road. This one time I was on an OKCupid date. I might have talked about this before, but I was riding a 19, I think it was a 1985 Honda GL500 Silverwing. And that was the longitudinal V, V twin. And um, I went on an okay cupid date to dunkin donuts oh no and i dropped my motorcycle right in front of my date and i couldn't pick it up and some burly harley guy came over and like picked the bike up and put it you know tilted it back up and put it on its wheels so i can put the kickstand down it was one of those things where i was trying to walk the bike around and i walked it up an incline and then a sideways incline and like up, up, tilting, 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 and oh. I just sort of stepped away as the bike sadly rested on its side. Oh, it's like Melhouse, what happened? Well, I saw the whole thing. First, it started falling over, then it fell over. <laughs> <laughs> it dad clicked to the bottom again. It keeps happening. Nader, eighteen thirty-six. Would you ever do a diesel truck? Hell yeah, I will. Also, thanking for liking my comment on Instagram last night. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram post last night is that the Falcon is making a very bad noise. Um, it's going tang, 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 as you drive along. It's not the engine. It's the suspension. 
or people have said, and I kind of agree, I think the drive shaft and rear differential are out of alignment. So, because what happens is when you load the Falcon up with people or weigh the trunk down, it didn't make that noise because when we drove it to Ford Nationals, there was no noise. No. But I noticed when I drove it around with just myself, it kind of made this noise. And then last night, I took everything out of the trunk to make the rear as light as possible, and it made the noise constantly. Huh. And it went, it, it, went, it went faster as the car went faster. It went slower when the car was slower. And then I picked up some Appalachian hitchhikers. No noise. Hmm. Rode smoothly. They get out of the car. Dang, 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 dang. So what I think is that the rear differential and the drive shaft are kind of out of alignment. So yeah. it's either something Bruce will take care of, but I don't have my appointment at Bruce Hens Garage isn't until the first of August, and I kind of want this fixed earlier. So I may ask Justin Kramer if he has a spot available that could come in there and like determine if it's the drive shaft and then realign the pig and like the pinion seat. Um- on the subject of AT hitchhikers, uh, this person, it was a non-super chat, but uh, Will Furland asked, are you going to do more journals of picking up AT hitchhikers? No. Um, since people now kind of, uh, I've been recognized twice on the Appalachian Trail, so I don't know if I should really talk about people too much, but I will do more trail journals of me hiking, Yeah. So, but not really talking about people I pick up. Swollen97 uh, said, what is the most comfortable car you've ever driven? Toyota Toyota Century, easily. I currently drive a 99 Jeep TJ. Oh, boy. Fun car, but well, not comfortable. And one something that doesn't throw me around like a ragdoll. Well, <laughs> we can't get a Toyota Century here in the United States yet. Well, you can get older ones. You know, anything. You get out of a Jeep TJ, everything's going to feel like a luxury barge. So, man, uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna suggest a Subaru Legacy to you. It certainly would really be comfortable and you'd still have all-wheel drive. Man, yeah, a Jeep TJ is like pretty close to a military vehicle by today's ride-handling standards. So anything you're going to buy, anything you, you'll buy is going to be great, but I'm going to stick with the Subaru Legacy for you. I think you'll be at home. You'll have the safety and comfort of all wheel drive. High Sky Salvage. Again, thanks for $5. Thanks, man. I've owned three Blazers previously, but never had many problems. Oh, man. Hats off to you. Never considered a Tundra, but I'll take a look. Obligatory brown. And they do make the Tundra in a brown color. (laughs) They call it tan something. They don't call it brown, but it's a light brown truck. Yeah. Uh, roller cakes. Thank you for one hundred dollars. I don't know why I echoed, uh, <laughs> but no question. Thank, that, no thank question, you so but much. Thank you so much. Uh, bearer of bricks, five dollars. Uh, thank you for five dollars. Should be saving for an O2 Taurus coolant temp sensor, but have a super chat. Love the show. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Um, there's a question there from a Bryce Graham. How do you handle a long distance relationship? Um, well, okay, so last year's Christmas song was called Different Kinds of Stars, and it was a hypothetical about, like, a how do you handle long-distance relationships at Christmas, and writing the song, I did a lot of sort of research on, this is the only Christmas song that I've ever done research for, out of all the Christmas songs that I wrote for RCR, and, uh, it's a lot of people talking about how 
uh, constant communication is sort of the way to um, get through it. And it is something that you kind of endure. It's not something that is always going to be something you enjoy. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be, you know, you're not always going to see each other as much as you'd like. And uh, the funny thing is, like, everybody assumed that music video was, like, about me and the girl, and it wasn't. It was just a friend of mine at the time, and I just made a whatever, like, a story around it. And then, then you know, you find someone who's like, hey, be in my video. And it's like, cool. Um, but, and that video actually got posted to the, um, long distance, uh, subreddit, which was nice. Uh, so yeah, but the, at the end of the day, what I found out of it was that, um, as long as you understand that maybe you aren't going to be able to see each other as much as you'd like, but that you're going to remain in contact that you're going to have communication and keep those avenues open and more implicitly than anything that you trust each other enough to be able to keep those avenues open and to know that you're not going to have to worry about the other person no matter how far they are then it you know you have a better chance of surviving than the long distance relationship where okay well you're moving i don't really want to end this so let's try to make a go of it from long distances like you both have to be all in in a very cody Rhodes kind of way Mm -hmm. but uh yeah question another question for nick oh uh richard walker thank you for six dollars um nick do you ever drive the cars in the reviews if so what has been your favorite thanks for answering my questions guys uh yeah i i drive some of them not all of them um it mostly depends on how i'm feeling that day because for the most part my anxiety sort of precludes me from wanting to drive the nicer cars um the century was fantastic Oh God! What was the other one that I really liked? I liked the Demon, I liked the Stinger, and I I know there's kind of a recency bias here because I'm just thinking of uh, the first things that sort of come to mind with me. Um, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes, like in the early days, especially of RCR, I didn't drive anything at all because I was like so worried about ruining someone's car and luckily we haven't really like had any accidents or anything where there would be a big problem but like i don't want to mess up the streak um i really enjoyed the um the oldsmobile the uh super 88 that was really good um i like the 2002 thunderbird for what it was it was in a very like batman kind of way uh with the because you feel like you're lowered and enclosed and then the steering wheels do i don't know it's just a very uh nice experience so yeah i do drive to the cars it's just you know maybe not as often as well not that often but i do you know and you know at the very least i you know ride in every car so you know it's a weird anxiety thing and it's i'm sure i'll I'll deal with it at some point, but this uh. laptop is really warm. Mm. It is just pushing hot air out of this thing. Mm. Well, I have some like little. I can shim it up next time and get some air going underneath it, and hopefully that will help with the frame rate thing. Can you pass me an Alpha Brain? I feel my focus oh. going. Oh, yeah, we never talked about Oh, no. Thing. Yeah, we never talked about Onnit sending us a bunch of stuff. Um, 
So, I'm now gonna take Alpha Brain. <laughs> I'm gonna try this Elk Bar. Yeah. Because I'm starting to get hungry again. This is the problem when, you know, you only have, like, smoothies or bananas for your day. Although, I had that protein bar that on it sent, and that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. Oh, oh, that. Ah, sorry. I have this thing that I want to do called, uh... Mm, that's lovely. Yeah. Very nice consistency, too. Yeah. It's an elk bar with bacon and bison. Yeah. Mmm, bison. So, uh, yeah, for those of you who uh, tune in earlier, you already know this, but for people who are here now, uh, on it, sent us a... God, that smells good. Ooh, I'm sorry. Some? No, I ate, oh. like, five of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They They... They they sent it like last week and you weren't around last week, so I f my cupboards were filled with meat sticks <laughs> and protein bars, and that quickly became my lunch. Yeah, They're like fuck, I'm just gonna eat this and this, and I'm good to go. Um, so yeah, I'm on it. If you want to send me more things of meat and protein bars, I won't complain. Or uh, maybe I can uh, if if they really want to sponsor or people more athletic than us. Um, there's one through hiker that we maybe could talk about. Anyway, um, uh, what are your guys' opinions? Oh, or Burgundy Burnout said, finally on lunch, time to take a brown. Good on you, man. Oh, Odo Acer um, says, what are your guys' opinions on the Camaro X Exorcist? Never Does it look it. like the demon killer it claims to be? Uh-oh, I'm learning about a thing that isn't here. I'm, I'm putting out the other on it stuff. Yeah. I forgot to... Gosh, what is a Ca Ca Camaro Exorcist? I don't know what that is. I shouldn't know what it is. I mean, it's it's right in uh, GM's uh, wheelhouse to try to one-up Dodge because Ford is just kind of doing its own thing right now and just not really going for the horsepower. Um I don't think it'll be a demon killer because it'll probably go the same way as the Callaway and trying to be more classy, whereas the demon doesn't try to be. Yuma Tamura. Uh, thoughts on gear shift buttons designed to simulate other buttons? Thoughts on gear shift buttons that design to simulate... Other that design too similar. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm misreading. Thoughts on gear shift buttons that that are designed too similar to other buttons, or that have been designed too similar to other buttons. Um, like buttons on the steering wheel. Yeah, that's dumb. If it's an automatic, you shouldn't need buttons. Just put it in drive and forget about it. Yeah, dumb idea. Aaron the Dirty Dog with 50, with a $50 Nokia. Hello <laughs> from Norway. I need you guys to do an excursion review. Yeah, Ford Excursion. Haven't done one. I can just imagine Mr. Regular drive this monster with the V10. That's true. Ford had a V10 that they use in there. They're big trucks. I, I think my review of the excursion would be largely positive because it's uh, like a 2000s version of that what that um oh gosh that guy that also lived in west reading who had that suburban vince vincent possibly vincent yeah um i think they're the same i think they're a useful useful large enclosed pickup truck 
Uh, the Jake, the Jacob Shapiro. Uh, here's five dollars toward a new laptop. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, this Livono is getting on like four or five years old now. Uh, you guys can get a Dell G series with an i5 and uh 1050 ti that will handle streaming way better for like 800 bucks and it'll be tax deductible so a dell g series with an i5 i can dig it i'd probably still run windows shell because i hate windows 10 oh yeah it keeps randomly i keep getting this bug that turns off my sound and says that audio devices aren't installed Uh, then i restart my computer and it's fine so uh, it's weird well we're going on two hours now took care of all the super chats um i'm gonna do laundry uh and did we cover any anything else Um, i mean we're done with super chats so thank you very much for the super chats you don't have to send anymore uh well i mean it's nothing really uh going down on um you know my end really oh m beats m beats ten dollars Greetings from debate camp at Harvard Westlake School in Los Angeles. Mm. Debate camp. I'll bet that's real progressive. <laughs> debate he said, camp. I've welcome to debate club. I well have fun guys at debate yeah, club. At debate. I'm D D D. Please ignore the super chat too. Oh man. I think we. Missed. I lost that game. Salty much? Uh, I guess I was kind of salty on debate camp. No, I think uh, I mean the D D D guy because I think he said we missed one of the things that was Again? highlighted. Again, and I, I thought mean, I got I every single one. I didn't see one. But um, if you ask your question again in the regular chat, I'll yeah. keep an eye out for it. Jacob Kaczynski, uh says, "Have some Polish money." Thank, Thank you. you. Duly really accepted. Duly Thank accepted. you, sir. Yes. Gotta um, do my laundry. Yeah, and I have to go to the gym. And I also gotta like shave this because this is out of control now. Mm. Or it's getting there. Like you can't really tell from a distance, but I kind of like to be a little more like tighter shaven than this. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it myself. I gotta go to my barber because if I go anywhere else. Or if I try to do it on my own, I'm just going to nick myself all over the place. Right. And, you know, get really bad, like, bumps. Oh, the guy says the Exorcist is a Camaro that has a thousand horsepower up by Hennessy. Thank you. I didn't... Now I know what that is. Mm. I mean, that's... All right. Yeah, 8840 now to four figures in horsepower. All right. Will it say? Will it have the same pull as the Dodge will? And by pull, I mean the same splash, or because it's a Hennessy and not a Dodge, because Hennessy is a third third party uh, manufacturer. Is it truly a production car, yeah. or isn't it? Hmm. Uh, Hard to know. But uh, well, ultimately. Uh... I think that's a podcast. I think that's a podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you for chilling with us for almost two, two full hours. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. But Thank you to everybody who donates through Patreon. That allows us to uh, travel. We'll be coming to Chicago next on the week of the 16th. Whether we'll have a review in Chicago, I don't know. Um, yeah, a new laptop is definitely in the thing, in the mix, after I pay Bruce to repair the Falcon and... 
yeah i think yeah i think that's it as far as like large expenditures that i have to go through mm-hmm. and i still have to film uh the drz uh my drz mm-hmm. uh i'm sorry it's not a drz dr 650 nice. so goodbye guys uh thank you so much for hanking uh, hank liking us and thank you for liking regular car reviews yes thank you i'm brian oh and i'm nick have a great week have a great week gotta turn it off now where's the off i pushed it and it didn't work you gotta call your cousin he knows how to do computers he don't know. Why doesn't he answer his phone? Because he's always on his phone. He never answers it. The mailman doesn't deliver on Saturdays anymore. Arr!